Hi, it's Connor Svensson here, founder and CEO of Web3 Labs, and this is your week in blockchain on Monday, the 22nd of February 2021. It's hard to ignore the gains that the crypto markets have seen during the past week, with Bitcoin and Ethereum reaching all-time highs. Bitcoin broke the $50,000 USD barrier, and the market cap has now exceeded $1 trillion, uh, and Ether exceeding $2,000 uh, USD. But also the other surprise was Binance becoming the third largest blockchain uh, after Bitcoin and Ethereum, which we'll be discussing a bit more later. This shows continued interest in the actual asset class, potentially you know, from an institutional perspective. But what's very interesting here, too, is how different companies are finding new ways to offer exposure to the asset class. Um, you know, one way, as Tesla did, by uh, you know, adding reserves onto their balance sheet. So there's you know, a bit of exposure to the cryptocurrency there. But we're also seeing it with uh, other companies, MicroStrategy being one who are doing a lot of innovation here. So they've become so focused on speculating on cryptocurrency to boost their profits that uh, um, the $9 billion company has actually added to their corporate strategy uh, the, the statement they are also acquiring and holding Bitcoin. They have actually uh, just, just completed their second bond issuance in order to buy more Bitcoin. The fascinating thing here is that what it does is it, it opens up um, you know, the market more to companies that actually you know, are, are comfortable investing in bonds, but not cryptocurrencies. By investing in MicroStrategy's bond offering, they're getting exposure to cryptocurrency. And how MicroStrategy have actually structured it in a way that uh, the bond pays a 0% coupon, i.e. they just pay back, the, they don't pay additional interest to the lender on this, but they have an option in there, it's, it's called convertible debt basically, which allows them to buy more shares in MicroStrategy at a set price if the price goes above a certain point. So it basically enables them to you know, cash in if the price of uh, Bitcoin goes up more, which is, um, is fascinating, but also it'll be interesting to see how this pans out. One of the other big pieces of news this week was uh, Coinbase uh, with the valuation for their upcoming IPO of, uh, estimated at $303 per share. This would make them a company worth 77 billion USD, which would make them larger than the Intercontinental Exchange, which is the owner of the New York Stock Exchange, which um, is a fascinating statement in itself. Coinbase have also opened up a waiting list for ETH2 staking. So ETH2 staking enables you to take your current Ether cryptocurrency and stake it for the new ETH2 network, which is Ethereum's new network, which uses what is called proof of stake consensus instead of proof of work consensus. Right now, you know, one of the things that the Bitcoin and Ethereum uh, networks come under a lot of fire for is the fact that they use a lot of power in order to run. With this proof of stake mechanism, what happens is that people commit amounts of the cryptocurrency in order to create and mine new blocks on the network. So there's no longer a, a dependence on this high amounts of electricity for the network to operate. The ETH2 network actually launched on the 1st of December last year. However, when people stake and put this ETH into the network in order to see a return, they're not actually going to be able to transfer that out until the ETH2 network, uh, some additional components become live, which isn't likely to happen for another year or two. But what this does mean with Coinbase opening up the staking is that people can see a return of up to 7.5% APR on their ETH. 
Coinbase isn't the first exchange to do this. Kraken have been doing this for a while and they offer a more competitive rate, which is basically just they take a 15% fee of whatever the rate is that stakers on the network get, which right now is 8.9%. Is but it certainly is likely to see more money going into actually invest in this ETH2 with Coinbase offering it, given that they are the dominant exchange here. One other thing on the ETH2 network is that uh, if really the creator of Ethereum, Vitalik Buterin, also published a new plan uh, on Monday for the first hard fork of this Ethereum 2 network. And so this is just, you know, is, is going to be progress with actually, you know, on that journey to making this new network a reality. On the enterprise side, we've also seen BNY Mellon uh, launch their enterprise digital asset uh, secure infrastructure for safekeeping and issuing digital assets. The whole thing here is about building bridges between you know, traditional and digital uh, spaces so that you have this kind of standardized platform. So enterprises which are well established in the financial industry can then offer the digital asset services as well, which they're seeing increasing demand from their, their customers on. BNY Mellon is a key service provider in this respect. And so it makes a lot of sense for them to actually um, you know, offer this digital asset service to their customers. KPMG as well, they've also created a product called Chain Fusion, which they basically provides a suite of analytic capabilities built on crypto assets and you know, data and technology projects, kind of bringing them all together. But it's really focused on companies and fintechs that want to actually offer crypto asset services on an institutional scale. Now, you know, when you're offering these services on an institutional scale, there's a lot of constraints around ensuring you have things like anti-money laundering and know your customer type checks in place. And so by you know, bringing together these things and from a you know, very well trusted company in the space, i.e. KPMG, it provides quite a compelling offering for those companies that want to get into this space because, of course, being able to you know, audit that this, this stuff's being done properly is a key consideration. It's been a fascinating week as well within DeFi with the decentralized exchange Uniswap, which was formerly the largest decentralized exchange, has now actually processed over 100 billion in volume. This is still far from, you know, Binance's daily trading activity over 20 billion. But you know, the thing of this, this 1 billion mark makes it the 20th largest uh, digital asset exchange, which in itself is a significant milestone. However, the other thing that's happened is that, um, you know, Binance have created their own uh, blockchain called uh, Binance Smart Chain in uh, September of last year, which is based on Ethereum. And uh, as a result of what's happened on that network during this this, this past week, the, the price of the Binance token has exploded, bringing it into the third largest crypto asset by market cap uh, after uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. It probably won't stay at that point for a long time. But um, you know, the, the driver for this is uh, the creation of, of a decentralized exchange on Binance's own smart chain uh, blockchain platform, which is called PancakeSwap. Now, PancakeSwap is a fork of Uniswap, and um, you know the volumes have just exploded this week. So uh, it actually overtook Uniswap in the last week uh, with over $2 billion traded on it um, over the course of Friday and Saturday. And with that volume now hovering around $1.7 billion and Uniswap around $1.3. So not only in the last week have we seen Uniswap hit this new milestone of you know, $1 billion being tra traded in a 24-hour period, but we've also seen PancakeSwap come along on the Binance Smart Chain and actually overtake that and basically you know, double that volume. So it's, it's, it's been crazy what's happened there. Another space that there's loads happening in as well is the non-fungible token. You know, we saw last week about the NBA top shops uh, that have been, uh, you know, going that have been going crazy in terms of people paying a thousand dollars for these these 
digital kind of well digital collectibles for the NBA um, and there's been a, a report has been launched saying that uh, transactions in NFTs actually tripled in 2020 reaching more than 250 million however in the last 30 days alone we've seen over 100 million in non-fungible token sales and with of course NBA top shops being at the top of the list the other thing though as well and this is really fascinating for you know again another illustration of you know these these NFT collectibles um, you know moving into the more mainstream world is that the auction house Christie's is going to be uh, auctioning an NFT uh, token by the artist Beeple as well later on this month. So, you know, it's it really is kind of an indicator of the, you know, the old world embracing the new, especially when you've got an institution as well established as Christie's getting in, in on the act with, you know, doing what they do there. In terms of the numbers of the actual markets, so the uh, crypto market capitalization uh, is up over 15% from, you know, it was one just crossed one and a half trillion last week, and now it's about 1.75 trillion. Um, and the crypto asset lock, locked in DeFi as well is uh, just shy of 43 billion, which just shows a roughly a 5% increase. That's all we have for, for this week. But if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Uh, links to all items discussed are available on uh, the, the show notes on our website, weekinblockchain.com. We're also going to be hosting now a weekly clubhouse room every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. GMT. GMT, if you'd like to discuss any of the items we've covered here. We'll see you next week.